Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. I am your curator, Professor Grunsplatter. Beyond these doors crouch the wonders, horrors, and wry smiles of an uncanny world. This world, your world. Should you choose to come inside, the sounds and stories that the shadows tell will be yours to behold. Make no mistake, it is a place of questions, not answers. A place where the tickle in your belly or the twitch in your eye simply mean you're paying attention. But then if you weren't curious, you wouldn't be here. There will be no refunds once you enter. Thank you for your attention and the brave ones.
on paper. His mother was a secretary, I think. Her father, a rapist. I'm a little pressed for time and facts. But I know, I know. It's those personal acts, those personal acts that cut through the crap. I heard they were dismembering people down the street. Those Joneses, you gotta love them. Various disguises are regrettable but necessary. If you're gonna make it through the day. Every day, every day, every day I start to lose. Every day, every day, every day I start to Monday, you stay, but I play for 
Greetings, welcome to episode 38 of Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. That was No Means No, with Every Day I Start to Ooze, and opening the show today was Masses with Worthy. Uh, coming up, I have a little bit of an alternate take on the idea of the old hag syndrome and sleep paralysis. There's been a lot written about it, but I came across a slightly different take recently, and I thought it would be fun to share that. First, though, this is Hypsirophrone with Embrace of Soul and Flesh.
That was Infestation Ritual with Bite Through Bone from the Deserts Are Spreading EP. Before that was Lot 49 with Black Solus 1 off their 1997 release Birthing Light. And opening the set was Hippus Throne with the track Embrace of Soul and Flesh. Mind your fingers and toes as we step to the carousel of cryptids and creeping things that lurk throughout history and along the back roads that stitch your neighborhoods together. Much has been written about the supernatural side of sleep paralysis. There are documentaries and B-movies, and it's found its way into art going back centuries. Uh, This is the sensation of waking up in the night, unable to move. It's often accompanied by a feeling of pressure on the chest that makes it difficult to breathe. And all of those symptoms get wrapped up into what is often called the old hag syndrome. The idea being that a hag is perched on the sleeper's chest, restricting their breathing and their movement. And it is, by all accounts, a horrifying experience. Frequently, things like shadow people and ceiling ghosts are also associated with the phenomenon. Science has explanations for what is happening when people experience these things. And because there is so much out there on it, I'm not going to go into all of the lore right now. Maybe at a later time I'll do a deep dive, but there are a variety of opinions about this that are more studied than I am. However, I stumbled across something that I hadn't heard before as it relates to this phenomenon, and that I thought would be fun to make part of the larger discussion. Uh, The Fae have gotten greater consideration in matters of the paranormal in recent years, following the work of Jacques Vallée and Joshua McCutcheon and others but I don't recall them being tied to sleep paralysis. Um, I found a 1977 book by Nancy Aerosmith called A Field Guide to the Little People that has an entry that does just that. And this isn't a heavily illustrated children's book about fairies. It's a catalog of entities throughout myth and folklore that includes case studies and habitats, etc., supposedly related to all of these little people or fae. It's in here that the night elf appears, whom it is said, quote, no matter how hard the dreamers try, they can't move a finger or even scream. It is, as one writer puts it, like having tetanus, unquote. It's said that the elf sits on the chest or, or the back and rides the dreamer through their dreams, gripping their hair tightly. They are also said to ride animals and leave their hair so tangled that it is impossible to comb through, and that sometimes is called uh, fairy braids. Uh, In the Middle Ages, plants like uh, verbena and St. John's wort were hung around the room to keep the night elves away, plants that are still associated with restful sleep today. Uh, Other things said to help include amulets of diamond, coral, or jasper, also things like dried menstrual blood or pieces of wolf or donkey hide. Uh, In more recent times, things like a horseshoe, a cross, or a knife above the door flax thrown before the door and incidentally sheets made of flax are popular these days Uh, a pig's head or pentagram drawn above the door mistletoe or blessed olive vine leaf hung over the bed a red cloth tied to the chests of horses and children and several other methods were considered to be ways of avoiding the night elves visit Uh, should any of those not work and you find yourself having to evict a night elf Really just one of its many names, there are dozens listed in the book, most of which are in languages that I would 
struggle to pronounce correctly, um, know that they generally make entry through keyholes or holes in the wood of a home and are required to come and go through the same hole. So blocking that hole traps the being. Once trapped, if he is picked up with a pair of gloves that has been handed down through the family, uh, if he's wounded and loses nine drops of blood, you should be in the clear. Uh, what makes this all the more tricky is that they are shapeshifters and are said to have been seen as everything from a man or a woman to a butterfly to a mouse to a horse uh, to even a piece of straw. So I would urge you to stay vigilant.
Starting that set was Delta Kane with Psychomantium, and that is a new project from the person behind Flatline Construct and others. Uh, following that was Recant with Severance, and the last track was Rubrus with Born in Blood, and that is a side project of Orphix. Uh, when I lived in San Diego in the early 90s, uh, I was friends with this next project, and they did a couple of releases for Cop International, and they usually ended up on the Reconstruction compilations, if you remember those. Um, after they recorded their first record, Fidget, uh, the main music guy decided to upgrade his studio setup, and I bought a couple of pieces of his old gear. Uh, this helped me to start making music um, on my own the way that I heard it in my head. And I did the first grunt splatter tape with a bunch of odds and ends and crap that I had. Um, but the early split CDs and the Deathfires record featured uh, this gear that I'd bought from him prominently. Um, and this is what it was doing before I got my hands on it. Uh, this is Pain Emission with Bimbo.
That last track you heard was Controlled Bleeding with The Wrenching. Uh, before that was Swamp Terrorists with Revelation. And opening the set with was uh, Pain Emission with Bimbo. Uh, and that is going to do it for this episode. Thanks, as always, for listening. And to bring it home this time, here is Burial Hex with Lion's Breath. <laughs> <laughs> 